Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta-Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hello, everyone. We're back with The Healing Room, Martha Jeknowski. Hi, Martha. Hi, Kristen. It's good to be with you today. Yes, it's always a good day when I get to speak with you. <laughs> my <laughs> Thank mole- you. And, my and likewise. <laughs> my molecules <laughs> rearrange themselves into a much more peaceful pattern. <laughs> Well, that's just the best thing anybody has said to me in a long time. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. And you know, listen, you've heard me say this about this phantom person before, but I don't know if I've ever said that it is Martha I'm talking about where I've, I've met people that can walk into a room and everybody kind of calms down when that person's there, but not to the level that I have with Martha. And so like you can walk into a room with a lot of people and even the people that are kind of jackasses, they calm down too. (laughs) (laughs) That is a really, really good talent to have, I think. I could hire myself out just to clear room. (laughs) Totally. And I thought, oh, that's how the universe works because it's just energy and it's this energy that you're, that you put out, whether you're meaning to or, or, or whether you're actively doing it or not, it's emanating from you. And so it's going to make anyone feel better, whether they're a jerk or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, honestly, uh, jerky people tend to uh, actually be repelled. I, I have that, that talent too. Um, <laughs> Me too. You know, I, honestly, it's, it's really an interesting phenomenon that people who don't resonate with me will just kind of leave and and will not talk to me or or anything like that and i think that is a tremendous talent to have because really who wants to sit around and talk to jerky people i sure don't right so it's right. a good talent <laughs> right exactly be repelled from but me thank you yeah. Well, we were talking about, uh, I, I've had a couple of things come up as things do in life. And one of the things sure. that you had said was, you know, that you, you do something about looking 
trying to look at where your life will be five years from now. And I, I loosely understand what you're saying. So can you <laughs> explain that to our listeners? I can actually. Yes. Um, as you know, um, I work very, very closely with uh, my guides and I have all my life. And so when I get to a place in my life where um, you know, there's some kind of trouble or issue or problem, you know, my go-to is my guides. And, um, you know, they've always been uh, very interested in, in being helpful. They're not there to solve our problems, but they're there to guide us, which is why they're called guides. And uh, one day last week, and I'm going to put this in the context of my own life as it is right now, but I think that this can be uh, used and appreciated by anybody who's going through any kind of difficulty. Um, one day last week, my husband very, very innocently asked me what I wanted to do about Mother's Day. Mm. Well, as you all know, uh, or some of you don't, uh, my son recently passed away. And um, when he asked me that, I was shocked at my reaction. I burst into tears and was immediately plunged back in time to Mother's Day last year when my son was still alive, but he was in a bed uh, at the hospice unit, mm. very sick, very weak. He could barely walk. But yeah, I remember that your mother yeah. was there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, here he is, you know, knowing that he's facing his fairly imminent demise and everything that goes with that knowing on Mother's Day, uh, while he was in there, he made sure that my husband um, went out and got a gift and a card that he was able to give to me on Mother's Day. And I remembered that. And, and I thought, you know, he's not going to be here this year. Hmm. And it just ripped my heart out. And um, it, it, it took me to a really, really sad, dark place. Hmm. And I sat down and I started talking to my guides. And I said, you, you know, uh, how do I deal with this? What do I do? You know, because the memories are so fresh still that when they come along, it, it's like it's just happening right now and and you feel all of that emotion and I said I can't spend the rest of my life breaking down into tears every time I think of my son right uh, people won't know what to do with me and and I don't want to make people uncomfortable and so I just sat there and um, they said to me put yourself five years into the future and you're sitting down to write a story about your life as it is right now, right now. How do you see yourself? What do you see yourself doing? Um, what do you hope to see when you're uh, writing this story? 
And, you know, of course, you're going to judge yourself and how you handled everything. And, and it was a shocking kind of a thing to say because hmm. I had never thought of it that way, you know. Yeah. And we, we tend to face our present issues in the present. Yes. And, you know, when you go and throw yourself five years into the future that, you know, you, it's really kind of difficult to wrap your mind around. And I did that. And I just started speaking out loud. And I, I described how I would like to be able to look back on my uh, situation, you know, how I dealt with my son being sick, how I dealt with my son's death, how I dealt with the aftermath. I want to be able to say certain things about it. You know, ultimately, I wanted to be able to say that um, I handled everything really well, but I said to my guides, what do I do with all of this grief? Right. What do I do right now with this grief? And they said, it's okay to feel grief. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be unsure. It's okay to be unhappy. It's okay to feel like your world is falling apart. That's all okay. You know, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be something better than what we are. Right. And we forget that all of these feelings are inherent in the human experience. And we came here to have a human experience. So when we push those things away, we're missing something important. And, and they said, please, please feel those things. Just don't give in to them. You know, and, and you know, know that, that at some point in time, you know, it's not going to go away. I'll always grieve for my son until I leave here. I will always feel that grief. And I know that and I accept that. But I don't have to live my life out of that grief, which is what a lot of people do. You know, no matter what the, the issue is, whether it is, um, you know, you're having money troubles or you're having relationship issues, an illness of some sort, we tend to live out of those big painful issues and we become frightened and we anticipate more of the same mm -hmm. and what my guides said to me was you know the difference between feeling it and living out of it which do you choose and i said well i'd rather feel it and then just keep moving. You know, right. you're moving as you're, as you're experiencing rather than, you know, saying, Oh, I'm never going to get over this. Um, I'll never get over the loss of my son. I'm going to be grief stricken for the rest of my life and nothing is ever going to make me happy. I can't get past it. That's not where we want to be. And so they said, okay, then go five years in the future 
and decide how you want this particular story to not end necessarily, mm-hmm. but how you want it to progress. What do you, how do you want to look at what you did to handle all of this? Right. You know, I'm always telling people that, you know, the most painful situations in our lives are the ones that are usually um, the biggest teachers. Right. And if we uh, view our troubles from that perspective, then we get out of victimhood because we know we're going to learn something here. And, you know, it, it, you walk a fine line between feeling the feelings and, and being a student. Right. So, you know, I always tell my clients that let's look for the gem inside of this. What's, what could possibly come out of this that would be good? What could you learn from it? What can, uh, what can you heal because of it? What can you give to other people out of this? And, you know, of course, I, I want to be able to find that gift and give it away. And I think that's the point. So looking at my life now from a five-year-away perspective, I know how I want to deal with this. I'm going to honor my feelings. Mm. I'm going to feel the pain. I'm going to probably cry every day because I miss my son. Right. But I'm going to use that pain to teach me something that I can give away to other people. Mm. And, you know, we had, um, uh, I don't know if you heard, but the uh, young man uh, that was killed in the school shooting in Virginia trying to uh, save other students. He's from our neighborhood here. And um, one of my clients is very good friends with his mother. And when he told me this, my first reaction was, oh, she joined the club. I'm so sorry. And I wanted to reach out to her. And because I know how she's feeling right now in its absolute hell. Mm. So if I can come out of this with enough empathy for other women who've lost children and be some kind of a comfort uh, or encouragement or, you know, beacon of hope, then I'm okay with that. And But more than anything, I want to be able to look back on my life in five years and say, yeah, I did okay. I did okay. Because we're going to judge ourselves. We are. We're going to judge ourselves. And we're going to pick ourselves to pieces. And I just want to be able to sit there and say, yep, I tripped over my own feet. I made 10,000 mistakes and probably 20,000 more I didn't even notice. (laughs) Right? Right? But I want to be able to say I learned from them. I want to be able to say I can tell my friends, my family, my clients, the people I love, doesn't matter if you make mistakes. I really hope you do make them right. because the, they are what teach you. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. and, and then I want to be able to say I did it with faith, 
knowing that what I know to be true is what got me through it. And I was faithful to that. And that this whole experience expanded my soul and created more awareness and expanded my consciousness. And that's what I want to be able to write down. Right. So knowing that I can move forward with that in mind and know what my next step will be. Right. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And I think about it in in this way too. I think when I look at that, I'm, it helps me look at things from a much, much higher perspective and get out of the nonsense and the drama of what's before you, which feels totally real. I mean, and it is real. Oh, yes. And it feels awful and it's part of being human and, and part of getting sort of more aligned and healthy towards yourself is to not shame yourself every time something crappy happens thinking that, Oh my gosh, yeah. what did I do to cause this? What I mean, there's some degree of, well, let's look at this a little bit since I was in it, but, but the shaming part doesn't need to be there. And the ability to go, okay, whatever this person is doing or not doing, or whatever the situation is or is not in five years, Am I going to even remember it? Or am I going to remember the person involved? Yes, that's right. But (laughs) you will remember how you handled it. Yeah. And that's the point. You know, we can learn to, to handle things on a more elevated level. You know, rather than getting down and dirty with with the jerky people. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, fighting dirty and, and, and uh, just, just really swimming in this consciousness that's so prevalent right now in this world. We don't have to do that. We can, we can deal with things from a more elevated consciousness. And in five years, that's what you're going to see, that you did it. You did it. And that's the point. And, and that, that to me is enough of a, it's enough of an encouragement to really help me to reframe when, when I get very emotional or very upset, um, you know, it's, it's not me being X, Y, or Z. This is me, the human woman mother who is feeling the loss of her baby. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. And it's appropriate. You know, but am I going to live out of that? No, because that would make me a victim. And I will not be a victim. Right. I'm not a victim. Yeah. So we can take whatever situation we're in and, and you know, turn it into something that, that empowers us. And if we know that we're going to be looking back on ourselves in five years, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be a little bit more careful mm. about how I move forward. Because I, I don't, I don't, mm. I don't want to say, oh, wow, you really blew that. And, right. but you know what? If I do blow it, it's okay. You try again. Right. Exactly. But, I want to, I want to be able to have the peace that, comes from the five-year-older me 
just a smidge yes. of piece of that. Uh, and I mean, P-E-A-C-E about it, about that person who is further away from whatever's going on today and may look back on this situation that, you know, whatever situation you're in at the moment and chuckle. Yeah, yeah that's that, a good that thing. Was, that was, that was kind of rough. Yeah. That person was kind of a jerk and yeah, I, I handled the a very difficult situation with a, t a jackhammer instead of what was probably all required as a tack hammer, but whatever. Um, yeah. And ha, uh, yeah, glad I don't do that as much anymore. Like something like that. Like it gives you, for me, it feels like it gives you permission to tap into that person that you are five years from now, who's calmer yeah, away from this, you know, far yeah. a speck of sand in the grain of sand of their life, you know, <laughs> or the ocean of their life. <laughs> And, and you know, the, the, the great thing is that if you can imagine right now the kind of person that you hope to be in five years, you're already halfway there. Mm. I have because not sat and done that. I have not sat and done that. But the point is, if you can, if you can see it, mm, okay. if you can imagine or visualize what you hope to be like in five years, you're already uncovering that. You're already oh. incorporating that. Does that make sense? Yep, totally, totally. Yeah, because you cannot imagine or visualize something that is buried or, um, you know, unrecognizable. You can't do it. Mm, so if, 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 yeah. you can, if you can see yourself in five years being that person who is, basically unaffected by crazy people, <laughs> then that's what you're going to be because you're already halfway there. You can see it. Right. Right. You know, if you, if you can visualize yourself in five years, you know, being more affluent, being in a good relationship, uh, if you can, if you can see that you're already halfway there. Because you found it inside of yourself. Mm, very to true. And, and so, to be able to go, gosh, yeah, that, that person, it, as my five-year-old self is looking, maybe I'm, I'm watching myself thinking of a situation or a person, and I'm having my little chuckle, and I'm also thinking, well, it made for some great conversation on my, on my yes. show. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> And, and you know what, I, I think it's, it goes back to what my guide said to me, wherever you are, feel what you're feeling. And, you know, you're talking about having great shows, but those great shows were being listened to by so many people who could identify with what you were going through. Right. And by doing all of that, this whole group of people is evolving. You know, you're aiming towards that, okay, in five years, I want to see this and this and this in my life. And everybody that has listened to your shows all this time is doing the same thing. You're all evolving. Right. Your thoughts and feelings are becoming more elevated. They're not as stuck in the quagmire anymore, are they? 
you know, every now and then maybe, yeah, I know mine are, (laughs) but not the way I was even five years ago. Right. Oh my gosh. So you're all, everyone, we're all evolving here. Right. And there are, yeah. And, and, you know, there are people that will, that will evolve and it seems like not at all. And maybe that's true or they evolve at the rate of a snail, which you find absolutely frustrating. However, Mm -hmm. it's not your business, the rate at which other people evolve. Right, right. I have a hard, listen, I am a handful to myself. (laughs) I I look after my own evolution because that is a full-time job. I I know. I I can't. I used to be so concerned about my ex-husbands. Like, when is he going to do this? When is it? And now I just don't care. I'm like, I love you. You're going to do what you're going to do. And it's not my business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we are our own handful, I think. And (laughs) and I've learned that about myself. I get it. Okay. I mean, this is my full-time world. You know, everything uh, of a spiritual nature. This is what I live and breathe. And in my life, there is nothing, not a single thing, that does not have some kind of spiritual meaning or impact. I don't care if I drop a paperclip on the floor. Somehow that relates to my spiritual life. And, you know, maybe that sounds like I'm, I'm a little obsessive, but no. look, uh, no. I, 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 no, I don't think so. I totally get so, that. I just had a situation where, it, just as you were saying that, I thought, oh, I just had a situation where someone was trying to school me on my own ego and lump me <laughs> in a basket with someone half my age, less than half my age, no successful yeah. track record because they're less than half my age. Um, you know, just all this ridiculous stuff. And I sat there going, I, I thought about it and I'm like, oh, that's the paper clip that dropped because where has that situation come up before that was irritating? Well, it came up with my yeah. mother. Anytime I would get around I could be around the niece of an aunt. And of course I get along with the aunt and I get along with the young niece who's 16 or whatever. And I'm in my forties cause I tend to get along with anybody and whatever my mother would get irritated about. And I'm not bashing my mother. I'm just saying this is one of those things where she would, whenever she would get irritated about this, irritated about the amount of attention that I'm spending on somebody else instead of her, whatever it is with, with her, um, she would start lumping me in with the teenager. Well, you girls. And I would be like, mother, um, I'm 45 and this woman yeah. is 16. We're not yeah. you girls. Okay. And that, and that situation just happened with somebody else this week. And I'm like, oh my, and, and I know there's no going anywhere in a conversation with someone that puts people in that place because they're stuck. So what do you do with that comment? I either, I either be quiet and just don't engage with them anymore or engage with them in a limited capacity. It really depends on how much invested I am in the relationship. If I, if I'm on my way wanting to be out of it, I don't care. And I'm like, whatever, think yeah. what you want to think, don't care. But if I'm, st- if there's still some investment there, I would have no problem saying, listen, 
I'm 49. This person is da-da-da. I am a seasoned business owner with multiple people that I work with on a daily basis successfully and a proven successful track record. Do not lump me in the basket with this other person. Yeah, yeah. Just It's like putting an apple and a donkey in a basket and saying, you too, stop it. not it's you're not talking about right. the same thing so if i was invested but the thing that you deal with when someone is trying to school you about your ego that's someone who's blaming lame uh labeling whatever you have to if you are older and wiser and and they are sort of lumping you in a basket of ridiculousness with you know someone that doesn't belong in the same basket as you like you know um, like taking a 75-year-old person and putting him in a basket with a five-year-old and going, you two, knock it off. <laughs> it yeah, does, yeah, it does yeah, it work. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can pull away from it and go, okay, there's my, that's my exit visa. That's the yeah, sign yeah. to this. I'm not going to remember this person's name next week, let alone in five years. I don't need to get upset and and anything I say like that, which is just a measure of my own self-esteem, not an overblown ego, it's going right. to be taken like, oh, their ego. So, okay, right. I dropped the rope, yeah. I'm out, don't care, not invested in this anymore, moving on to other things because I have a track record of success and I know what what is laid out before me. You know, well, you know, in situations like that, you know, I, I, I can think of a situation in my own life where um, a quote unquote friend of mine who is a tall woman, six feet, maybe, and I'm not, I'm five feet two. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she had the habit of calling me little girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, right. At first, I thought, well, you know, it's just me, whatever. And then, you know, I started having grandchildren. And, and, and you know, the more I evolved and, and understood things from a spiritual perspective and understanding how we as humans get programmed, uh, you know, when we're children and we live out of those programs and so on, and those programs become the filters that we've observed the world through. I, I began to understand where she was coming from, and I didn't take it personally. However, I did one time say to her, I would really appreciate it if you would stop addressing me as a little girl. <laughs> she said. And, and she, she didn't know what to say. She was kind of flustered for a minute. And she said, oh, oh, okay, okay. And, and I thought, well, you know, I know what she's doing. I I get it. There were some issues with jealousy and, you know, and, um, um, so I knew what she was doing and I just dismissed it. But the nice thing is, is that as you continue to, you know, live a more mindful life and live a life where you're paying attention to uh, who you are as a spiritual being and you're moving along, you're evolving spiritually, things like that tend to not happen anymore because you don't need them. Ah. And, you know, I needed her to do that to me so that I could look at my own self-image. And I understood that. And once I understood that, I didn't need it anymore 
so it stopped. Oh gosh. Okay. And then, I totally look at this situation as, <laughs> as I, yes. <laughs> gotcha. Well, you know, what's funny is every time you, you go, you reach a milestone in your growth, you, you, yeah. you do get tested. Like you do get, I worked yes, a ton <laughs> last week and the week before around um, really, really getting rid of a lot of uh, trauma, um, generational trauma yeah. and other trauma and really stepping into, I deserve to be, to work with excellent people who pay their bills, who are responsible, who are whatever, you know, all these things. And feeling really good about it and did some serious work. Like I was, it reminded me of when you and I were living near each other and I could go do sessions where once I'm, I'm done, I needed to like take a nap after because I really had a lot to process. Yeah. And then what happens yeah. next week? Test, 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 test of everything I thought I had just cleared. And I don't think that it's because yeah. you didn't clear it. I think as on the way out, maybe the universe goes, really? Do you really have it? <laughs> Well, you know, I used to think that the universe was testing me, but I now understand that the universe isn't doing it. I'm testing myself. I'm oh, okay. agreeing to be in that place of testing mm. just so that I can get feedback about where I am in this particular part of my process. Uh -huh. So if I'm working on if I'm working on money issues, and that's a pretty common one. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I'm working on money issues and I've done all the work and I've got, you know, the healing and, and, and everything and I feel like I'm in a pretty good place and I understand it and I'm, I'm good to go. And then the following week, some kind of money crisis comes up. That's not a testament to my failure. Hmm. That is an opportunity for me to see if I got it. Hmm. Okay. And if I didn't get it, then I have to go back and say, all right, well, what part of this did I not get? And then incorporate that or heal something else. It's just you testing you. Okay, right. Because if I put it in the position of it's the universe doing it, I put myself in possibly being a victim place. Exactly. Gotcha. And you are not, we are none of us. None of us is a victim. Right. And, and so I'm going to, I mean, it's just like going to school. You, you learn, you know, uh, a bunch of new stuff in, in class and they give you pop quizzes and they give you exams. And of course, the connotation it always comes off as being, oh my God, there's a test. Ah! And you get all nervous and you're scared. And if you fail, your parents are going to kill you or you're right. going to get kicked out or whatever. Right. Instead of looking at it as, okay, I think I learned it, but let's see what I don't know so that I can go back and add that to what I do know already. I love that. And okay. That's great. That's how I look at these, these uh, challenges that come up. So you see, in five years, I'm going to look back on this moment right now, and I'm going to say, well, I no longer feel like I'm being victimized by whoever mm -hmm. or whatever. I know that I can, you know, come through um, uh, you know, some kind of a lesson or uh, uh, 
whatever you want to call it. And I know that I can give myself, uh, you know, a test to see if I got it. And if I didn't get it, I'm going to go back and, you know, add that to my uh, learning, incorporate it, and then I can move forward. And I'm no longer a victim because I don't have to be. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's the, it's a rethink. It's a re sort of uh, t- changing, putting a new neural pathway in. Of, of yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, and it's it's forever that thing of well, I should be done with this. Like we put so many shoulds on things. Yeah, and yes. it's like mm, really, who you know, yeah. who said that I. I Someone said to me, actually about three people said to me, you know, you just trust people too quickly. You should wait longer and check more boxes and don't just dive in. Then two of my friends said, but then Kristen, part of what makes you, you is that place where you're like, wow, about new people. That's why you make a good host because you met somebody for the first time and you can see the wow of them. And, um, and, and that, so it's kind of a double-edged sword for you and you just have to always monitor that going forward. Cause if, cause I have stopped doing that and thrown out this big wall of, I'm not going to delight in you. I just met you. You're going to have to prove to me that you're trustworthy, blah, 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 blah. And I was depressed because that isn't me. (laughs) Well, you can't do that. And you know, that is a wonderful gift to have. When, when you, I mean, really, there's so doggone much cynicism in this world right now. And to be in the company of someone who just sees something glorious and, and, and allows themselves to be overtaken by this gloriousness is such a gift. It is a gift. And, and you know, I can look at that person through your eyes and and just see that person the way you do, and that is a gift, and you give that gift to people. Yeah, so, so do you. I don't know. be a soul. I mean, I can come to you and be like, "This person is such a jerk," and you're like, "Oh God, that'd be an interesting person to talk to to talk about to <laughs> meet with their soul." And I'm like, "But I want you to hate them," and you're like, "Yeah, but their soul is really interesting," and it's that has made me be like that too. Hmm. Okay. I'm not going yeah, to coffee yeah. with them anytime soon, but they are interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, you know, again, it goes back to, you know, when I see people behaving badly, I think about, well, all right, I wonder how they were raised. What are their filters? What did they pick up when they were at that age, uh, you know, from birth to like seven or eight years old, where they're just a, a sponge? And, and, you know, what did their people believe in how were they treated how were they taught to treat other people and they're expressing that now as an adult and I look at them and I say "Mm, okay I can see where where you're coming from I'm not going to get involved with you because I think you're old enough to know better but I get it so you go your way, I'll go mine, and I'll send you off with love and blessings. Just mm. stay away from me. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, but you don't have to be threatened. I don't feel threatened by these people. But, um, you know, of course, the, the, all kinds of crazy situations. But 
I, I, I just I just feel like we need to come to an understanding that, um, you know, when we look back on our lives in five years, and, and, and I hope that everybody who listens to this spends some time with it. I mean, really, really sit down and, and spend like 15 minutes if you, can, if you can manage it and project yourself into the future and see yourself sitting at your desk or at your table or wherever with a pad and paper and you're writing the story of your life mm. five years prior, which is right now. Mm. Describe how you want to look to yourself. You know, what do you want to be thinking? What kind of thoughts do you want to be thinking? What kind of feelings do you want to be feeling most of the time? Right. And what you kind know, of experiences you, have you had in the four, five yeah, years to get to that place? Yeah. To get to that, you know, ask yourself, did I learn how to forgive myself for not being perfect? Mm. Did I learn how to forgive myself for not being what everybody else thinks I should be? You know, have I learned how to find a little bit of love and acceptance for myself? Right. These are things that we need to pay attention to. And, and you know, you talk about, um, uh, you know, the, the creator, God, whatever you want to call that being. This is how that being speaks to you. And if you listen closely enough how you describe yourself is not how that being sees you. That being sees you as such a perfect, perfect, luminous, brave soul for agreeing to come to this earth experience. This is a hard place to be. And it's a hard place to find yourself, you know, your authentic self. That being looks at you and, and, and says, look at that incredible, beautiful, perfect spirit. She came here to go through all of this. She's so brave and strong. I, I could not be more proud. I could not be more proud. That's what your creator is saying about you. Right, right. And saying about me. So figure all of this stuff out. Hmm. Write it all down. And, and, and let that kind of guide you a little bit from day to day. And please, whatever you do, stop judging yourself. All right. Because so hard not to. It's hard. It's like it's in our DNA or something where you're like, I mean, not for some people don't blame themselves for anything, but, but yeah, it's, it's it's hard to, um, to not do that, to, to not sit and go, but I could be doing this or I'll do exercises where I'll be sitting and I'm in anxiety or whatever about something. And I'll go, your every single step you've ever taken was the exact right step. There have been every step. And, and I, it sort of pulls me into this right into the present instead of obsessing or having anxiety about the past or some drama that's going on that really is only drama if I feed it. Yes. Yes, that's right. And, and, you know, one thing that my guides were saying to me, because one thing I've been dealing with personally uh, related to my son is a huge amount of guilt. Because when your child dies, it's like ultimate dereliction of duty. 
And, and I remember standing there looking at him feeling so helpless I'm his mother. I need to stop this and I can't stop it. What is going on? The universe is just off kilter because I can't take care of my child and make him better. And so I've had a lot of feelings of guilt. You know, I've gone through every year of his life and even in the womb, I have been looking for ways to feel guilt. Mm. And and my guides will sit there and they'll they'll let me do it and they'll you know and I'll feel this overwhelming guilt about something I did when he was seven years old you know <laughs> and and on and on it goes I because we feel like we need somebody to blame when something mm. bad happens yes well I can't blame anybody so I guess I'll pick myself and beat myself over the head with a baseball bat. And and my guys are sitting there going, it's okay. If you want to do that, go ahead. <laughs> you know, if you want to do that, go ahead. We'll hang out with you while you do it. No, and son. then when you're done, we'll help you out of it. Right, right. You know what my son said so, to me the other day? Hmm. He said oh, he was helping me with a with a situation where he can be so calm about things like he was called the stove when he was in the military because he just they I don't know what the thing was that he it takes a long time for him to get hot they can take a lot of stress you know before he yeah so and he is like that and I can see why he manages customer service where he's at but um he was helping me with something and listening to somebody else's drama 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 story story drama drama and he's just like stick to the facts I don't need to know he'd be a great lawyer um, and he was talking to me and he goes, you know, mom, you just, you've been running your own company for so long that you're just used to doing everything yourself and only relying on yourself. And what I, right. what I want to see happen, but you have to, you have to, you have to receive it is receive the help that's available to you from me, from other people, um, because you you don't have to do this alone anymore. You, there are things that the situation that just happened. This is the kind of situation I'm talking about, where you instead of you having to charge in and deal with it, which is what you do, you just deal with mm -hmm. stuff. You can go to right. me and say, "I don't like what I'm seeing here. These are the reasons why. You handle it." Yeah, and I was like. Oh, and, and that's true. And then we were talking later and he said, the thing about you, mom and dad, you're both always you. You're both always yourself. Yeah. And that's daunting. <laughs> and I was like, is there a compliment in there? Like what? what? I like that. <laughs> that's daunting. I love that. <laughs> Uh-huh. He's like, you don't have these personas. They become you a little bit like anybody does, but you're you're just you how you are on social media and how you are on the phone and how you are in person. And when you get angry about something, you're just angry about it. like you're very present within yourself. Yes. And he said that, that makes that can make other people who aren't present within themselves very, very nervous. And I was like, hmm. okay. yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with him a thousand percent that, that 
but honestly, I think that you, I love being in your energy field. I truly do because you, you are just fearless and you just go and yes, you, oh, and then when something happens and it, and it slows you down for a minute, you don't wallow in it. You look for the solution. Right. And when and I admire that. Me, if you would just check more boxes and slow down and did it, I'm like, oh my God, while you are writing up the paperwork for me to check boxes, I'll be doing a hundred other things and we'll have forgotten what the paperwork was even about. So you have fun with that yes. and I'm going to go. <laughs> and then you get on the phone with me and I say to you, now, now Kristen, have we meditated lately? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I can hear you go, oh, dear, she's going to ask me that again. <laughs> yep. But it, no, it is. It, it is all about balance. But I, I, I love your being in your energy field because you are wild and you are untethered. And that is awesome because that's the way the universe is. Yes, exactly. Wild and untethered and just filled with possibility. And I love that. I love that. So whatever. If that intimidates people, whatever. Exactly. Well, what could we leave people with? Uh, and listeners, just so you know, I'm arm wrestling with a potential new dog. Um, his name is Smokey, and he's a Australian Shepherd Border Collie. He's a, he's a, I mean, he's not a rescue because he's a, a dog of a friend of mine and they just can't. Um, it's just too overwhelming to have the dogs that they do. So he needs a place where he has a single owner. And I like it that he's three because like, see, you guys hear him clicking on the floor. I like that he's three. So he's already been through puppy stage. He's the breeds. Yeah. But I swear to yeah. God, when I look in his face, like right now I'm looking in his face and I see Miles. That is such a gift. That dog was the most beautiful soul in a dog I've ever met. I mean, he's Love not Miles, that animal. but I see, but I see some countenance of Miles in this, and yeah. um, and oh God, he's just so sweet. And his name is Smokey, which is my ex-husband's uh, nickname. So we'll see. We'll see if Smokey sticks it out, listeners. But for right now. He's <laughs> Wow, that's great. Wow. <laughs> so what do we want to leave people with after this show, Martha? Well, I want, I really want people to, um, first of all, stop being so hard on yourself. You know, if you're going through a hard time and you feel like, oh, I'm not doing this right, or I don't have enough faith, or I'm not Deepak Chopra or any of those guys, you know, living in serenity and, and, you know, nothing affects them. Please stop doing that. Uh, accept yourself for where you are inside of that anxiety, inside of those tears, inside of that fear, inside of all of those things that are keeping you up at night is the most beautiful, wonderful thing that will expand your awareness and your consciousness. I promise you that. It may not seem so now, but just allow yourself to feel what you feel. There's a gift in it. 
Also, please know that this is not going to last forever. Right. Know that you are evolving. Everyone is evolving. Nature does not stop, nor does it go backwards. It always moves forward, and we as human beings are part of nature. So you're not backsliding. You're always moving forward. Mm. Sit down and ask yourself, what do I want to look like in five years? How do I want to see what I'm doing right now? Sit down and write it down. And now, once you've done that, you have a playbook, my friend. Mm. You have a blueprint. You have something to aspire to. And you don't have to force anything. You don't have to push yourself just keep in touch with it. See where you're at. <laughs> you know, if you fall down, you fall down, but you also get up. Every day is a new day and there's always hope. We're not doomed to live inside of our pain forever. It is not a life sentence. It is right. just a momentary teaching moment. So that's what I'd like to leave people with. And I'd say, look for those signal boosters. That's the best description I've ever gotten of of how I feel about Martha, <laughs> a, a signal booster. It's my horse is a signal booster. It's whatever person, um, I mean, we all meet people of different, you know, different energy, different whatever uh, that teach us things and then and, and we feel drained and it's not healthy for us to be around them and maybe not healthy for them to be around us either. Maybe we're, our energy is draining to them. Who knows? So you got to, but you do have to be around people that just are able to boost your signal to a happier place because that's where they vibrate at is at that place. And so when you're around them, you just naturally level up to the same place that they're at. And, and when you get two of you together that are pretty powerful or even more of you, then my God, y'all just vibrate, 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 up, 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 up. You just keep going and that's where you get, you know, euphoric. <laughs> Yes, that's right. And that's, that's right. how I felt well, about that, that filmed project we did. It, all the people that were a part of the cast, um, you know, we we just, you know, the podcasters and stuff, we just are a bunch of signal boosters hanging around with each other. And that's why it felt yeah. so good to be around them for that project. Well, that is a good place to be, and, and uh, you know, if your listeners can't find a good signal booster, then all they have to do is go to your website, and they're all over the place. So, um, you know, we, we live to, uh, you know, work on ourselves first. We have to do that. Right. But we want to share with other people what we know and what we've learned. And if it works for you, take it. Great. Here you go. My gift to you. If it doesn't put it down and keep walking. Exactly. So, um, you know, so hopefully this helped today. Awesome. Well, thank you, Martha. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you listeners for tuning into the healing room with Martha Jiknowski on mental health news radio. I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous, and they're just good people. 
and also mygenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, copenotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. Sometimes I'm passive aggressive, but never without good intentions. I heat up and act on my emotions. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all, we promised we'd be cordial. Sometimes in you I can fight it. Good boy.